Clinton cheers, some of them were congressional lynches, we had beer cakes, we had toilet bowls, and we found some real strange things. And there's been a lot of talk today about the fishermen, and people really rag on the governor. Governor, I'm sorry about that, but we found you lost fishermen in, in the snow mountain. From WGBH in Boston, this is The Scrum. I'm Adam Riley. I'm here with David Bernstein and Peter Kadzis. Guys, how's it going? Uh, doing very well. Aaron Gobra, Adam. Aaron Gobra. And as Peter just hinted, we are actually in the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center at the tail end of the storied St. Patrick's Day breakfast that happens here in South Boston. If you don't know about it, many of our listeners will, but it's this sort of weird little political ritual that for years was hosted by a succession of white Irish guys. This year, for the second time, it's being hosted by State Senator Linda Dorsino Forey, who is a Haitian-American woman. Uh, and it's this, I would say, uh, revelatory, flawed, perplexing, occasionally entertaining right on the uh, Massachusetts political calendar. Is that a fair description of what we just saw? I'm not going to try to top it. That was very philosophical. To me, it's always been about the uh, self-important celebrating the self-obsessed. When did you first start coming to this thing or watching it? Uh, back when I was thin. I mean, that was a long time ago. 35 years ago is my guess. And in all that time, I mean, it's a lot of time to capture in a few sentences, but how has it changed? It's changed in that it's inclusive. It's not as funny, but it's not as mean-spirited. You know, in a way, a lot of the yucks revolved around real nasty bobs, much less alcohol. There are women, there are people of color, it even looks like there are um, gay, lesbian, and transgendered people here. So that's a big change from 35 Including, years Including, we should note, uh, the state Senate president, Stan Rosenberg, who is gay, who was up on the stage today, along with state attorney general Maura Healy, who is also gay. David Bernstein. No, I was just going to say that Peter's description uh, is true of politics in Massachusetts in general. It, more inclusive, a little less funny, but less mean-spirited uh, and you know more inclusive and, and, and welcoming to more than just the old boys. Uh, another thing, there were fewer Republicans here today. <laughs> fewer Republicans. I'm sure there were people who vote Republican in the audience, but Charlie Baker is the only elected Republican official here today. I actually thought it was a little better than average for the past you know 10 years or so, which means it was pretty painful, but not <laughs> as bad as, you know, there were some funny moments in some videos, uh, a couple of good jokes here and there. Uh, you, you really have to set your expectations low because nobody's going to do real zingers at, at anybody anymore. Very, very few of them know how to just tell a joke. The one who's always the funniest uh, to me is Steve Lynch, who gets up and tells the same three Irish jokes every year, but he tells them really well, and, you know, I laugh every time, you know. So, uh, like we got, what is it, Sligo? Is it Sligo or Sluggo? I actually couldn't tell the guy Sluggo. falling, Sluggo the, falling into the pint of, or the vat of Guinness, and he, he drinks and goes to the bathroom before yeah. he drowns. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, the Sluggo joke, which, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've heard it at this breakfast from Steve Lynch, but I laugh at it every time. So uh, that's really the best you can hope for. Uh, the, the sort of novelty of last year when it was kind of, it felt fresh just because it was uh, Linda Dorsina Fori's first time and the controversy around that, that's worn off and now it's just back to what it was. I know that you also enjoyed the, the intense awkwardness of Bill Linehan's appearance up on stage with Linda Dorsina Fori. Why did you dig that so much? I did well because it's just so inside Boston, you know, I love all those moments, and there were a number of them throughout the breakfast when there's some kind of little tension, uh, you know, and, and maybe some kind of awkward little joke. 
when everyone knows that they're sort of covering up what they really are, you know, like is really going on. And we had a couple of those moments uh, with DeLeo, with, with Stan Rosenberg, and particularly about Nick Collins and, and Linda Forey and, and Bill Linehan. But it was just awkward, and it was just openly awkward, and I just, I just loved watching it. A lot of our listeners will know this, but Linehan, of course, hosted The Breakfast for what? How many one years year. was it? One just year. One, one year, year only. Year. And wanted to keep hosting it. He said it was, in his uh, immortal phrase, a cultural thing. He's a white Irish guy. Linda Dorsina Forey is a Haitian-American woman married to Bill Forey, who's Irish. So, Peter Kadzis, what did you like and dislike about this year's? I had a good time, and I enjoyed it, at least for the first two hours. <laughs> this last half hour was painful. i, I, I got to tell you, I'm dodging a question, but what makes this so different is last year, as you both noted, the year was charged with electricity. One, it was an election year. For example, Charlie Baker got a few mild boos last year and yeah. some snickers. He was the lone Republican here. Of course, he won. This is a crowd that likes winners. Linda Tosina Forey, I think it's clear, has won a, that's, you know, more than a certain amount of affection because she fought for this. She could easily not have wanted Done, you know, written South Boston off as a, a white male enclave. And this did not occur to me last year, but this year, the fact that she fought for this and won, I think makes a real difference. I mean, I look around here, I've never seen, even last year, as many African-American faces at this. Linda Tosina Flores, a... Um, she brings people together. I wondered aloud last year if, you know, she might someday be mayor of Boston. I think she certainly has that. Um, another thing that was very interesting is Lynch last year was funny, but he wasn't the class cut-up like he was this time. It was almost as if as a, a man from white South Boston last year, he was on his best behavior. The fact that he acted up and went over his time and all, I, I think is a sign that Linda has pulled it off. All right, let me ask you a question about Lynch, because one of the things that I know raised an eyebrow for me, and it, judging from Twitter, raised an eyebrow for a lot of other people, too, was Lynch's Ebola joke, joking about coming back from Nigeria, which, of course, is a country in Africa that has not been affected by Ebola and, you know, sneezing or whatever it was and his wife making him sleep on the couch. This comes at a moment when we have 10 Boston area clinicians being evacuated, pardon me, from Sierra Leone because they had a colleague test positive for Ebola. Is that acceptable humor at an event like this? I, in my opinion, I think it absolutely is. And, and it, you know, it sort of caught me, it struck me. But, but that's what this was always supposed to be about. You make those jokes and everyone knows like this is the place you get to make you know jokes. It wasn't a particularly, you know, sharp offensive joke. It was just a little bit offensive and you know and and uh, uh, I thought it was fine. You know, the the problem was that it stood out because other people aren't making you know jokes that actually touch on anything. So, you know, remember a lot of like when Deb Goldberg got up near the end and told a series of Irish and Jewish jokes, those were really offensive jokes when you stop and think about them. But it was fine because this is the forum where you tell those jokes. That's what this is for. 
it, it reminds me of being at like a family wedding and everyone's had a couple of highballs, as they were called then. And especially for the women who are up there, what passes for a dirty or risque joke seems so uh, uh, out of date. But back to Lynch. I winced a little when he said that, but it wasn't said in a mean-spirited way. And I'd refer everyone to Saturday Night Live, the 40th anniversary. The sorts of jokes people made on Saturday Night Live you know, 40 years ago could not be made today. And that's one reason, ever since this has been televised, the barbs have been chiseled down. All right, I, I got to say that my favorite moment, I think, was uh, Maura Doyle. Remind me, she's a, what, clerk of Clerk, clerk, of, clerk of courts for the, for the Superior Court, yeah. Thank you, thank you, and I, I apologize for needing the prompt. I'm glad you were here to give it to me. Her coming out in her wig with the tight curls and doing the Irish step dancing thing, and then making a making a sex joke involving Governor Charlie Governor Baker, Tonto. you know, getting uh, getting excited seeing a hot Irish young woman on the plane next to him, who, <clears throat> yeah, told him about the uh, endowment and sexual stamina of a couple different ethnic groups. That was, I think, because it was so weird. And as Peter, you said, such a, a throwback to like a totally different era when some drunk aunt would say something totally inappropriate. Uh, that's going to be my defining moment from this event. <laughs> well, it's it's also, it, it's part of the inside joke that is the, the St. Patrick's Day breakfast because, you know, they don't have Irish step track dancers uh, anymore as part of the program. Uh, they did up until just a couple of years ago. Is now, because Jack Hart's not doing this anymore and his kid was a step dancer? Is that uh, why? Uh, multiple Jack Hart daughters w- would step dance and it was my favorite part of the whole thing was that the Jack Hart girls always used to step dance, you know. Um, but uh, but Linda Dorsina Fori sort of banished it to the foyer. Uh, so there, there are now, the last couple of years, uh, step dancers in the like entryway when you come in, to, you know, but not as part of the show. So it, it was part of, you know, sort of part of that. And you can kind of tell there's there's sort of a, that last contingent left of the old crowd, and and she's very much part of that. You know, I know nobody knows her. She's like the elected official in Boston who nobody knows that they cast a vote for, you know. And she originally got the job when Bob Rufo, to get another name out of the past, got appointed uh, sheriff of Suffolk County. And she fell into the job and just kept, you know, because that's how politics works in Boston, is your name is Maura Doyle, you you put your name on the ballot and you win. So she's sort of part of this whole, like, in-joke that I, I, you know, doesn't sort of play anymore except to people like me. Her even being on the stage is an amazing change. This used to be an almost all-male stag event, all-white male stag event with a lot of booze, a lot of really nasty jokes, a lot of really funny jokes. Um, now it's a huge hall. It's multi-generational. It's gender balanced it, 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 it's still the tone is set by the Irish but it is St. Patrick's Day it's a very different thing well and what's what's sort of striking uh, and interesting is that for all of the change that you're talking about and it, the, the truth is that we've just had this huge turnover uh, in the last couple of years at all the, the electoral seats but it still ended up being a bunch of white men you know, you know Charlie Baker Marty Walsh the Senate president uh, is, is a white man. He's Jewish, but he's still, you know, white male, uh, old white male. DeLeo, the House Speaker. Um, it's there are obviously some women in the mix, but it's still, you know, Lynch, uh, Markey. It still is that old crew to a large extent. 
But now culture has changed. They can't get up and be the same way that they might have been. Well, also, we had the senior senator, Elizabeth Warren, who has become presidential in the last year. And I don't mean she's running. She's solid. She's more... She's more confident. We had the attorney general here making jokes about how last year she was banished, you know, to the back of the room with the freshman legislatures. Now and, she's and up John right. And, and John Conley. Um, you have many more women. It, it has changed, and I think the change has been, you know, has been gradual. What I find so interesting, though, is it, it's Irish, but it's multicultural. Hey, I got a question. Why weren't there more Olympics jokes? Because there were a couple Olympics jokes, you know, Deval Patrick. Getting because some... people are afraid of money and power, and the people behind the Olympics give all of them money. That's why. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was not surprised to see that there were a lot of uh, jokes about the Olympics paying a lot of money to Deval Patrick and other, you know, and some jokes about, you know, that we all want to get jobs with them now that we've seen how much money, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that, that's sort of the tame side of things. You do not hear the, the name John Fish come up, and that would have been an obvious source of jokes. But that's the thing. Yeah, that's the You want to come on over, get your two cents? What's your name? Jim. Last Jim. name? Grenier. Jim Grenier, what's your, what was your take on this year's breakfast? Outstanding. Outstanding. She killed it. Wait, God love her. Wait. Uh, you're talking Linda. Linda. Yes, uh, yes. You're not, you're not praising well, Senator since... Warren, who's... Oh, know. no, no, no. <laughs> Happy St. Patty's Day. Don't eat the uh, garnishment. Your name is familiar, but I'm not sure why it's familiar. Um, George Lucas was my uncle. Uh, okay. Oh. Drop you. That's cool. Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Take care. Okay. Jim, Take thanks care. for coming over. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah. So where were we? Um, Sean Pierce, I just want to give him a shout out. Sean Pierce is the hardest working man today in St. Patrick's Day Parade. He's an aide to uh, to Senator uh, Linda Dorsina Fori. He's the guy, probably about 35, 40 years of age, who occasionally runs onto the stage to hand notes to Linda Dorsina Fori to tell her what she has to change about the program on the fly. So uh, he works very hard behind the scenes. I was trying to wave him over here. George. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, this is very exciting because we've just been joined by uh, noted PR magnate George Regan, who has been at this event for how many decades have you been coming to this? Uh, I think about nine or ten decades. Yeah. My seventh time before yeah. the Civil War. Yeah, right, right, right. Very funny. Guys. All right, so tell, how has this changed since the days of Kevin White, for whom well, you were press secretary? Well, as Kevin White used to say, this is a very dangerous event. Very, very dangerous. Because sometimes humor is, can be very cutting. And this probably cost the city of Boston millions of dollars in the year in lack of a state funding. And we're dead serious about it. Some of the humor could be a little rough, and you saw a little bit today, too. Has it, has it uh, changed? Has it become less cutting or less rough in the years that, that you've been watching? Um, it's, it's, it could be pretty cutting. All right, give me your most cutting joke from today. What was the one that uh, made listen, you raise an eyebrow? i, I got to live in the city. I'm not going to talk about it, all right? No, just to... And I represent the person who says something they should have said. I'll leave it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it that way. All right, fair enough. George Regan, thanks for coming over. Thank you. Take yeah. care, George. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, George. Bye-bye. So, so this is a great treat. I, I, I managed to rope in the great NECN reporter and breakfast uh, live commentator, uh, Allison King, who uh, I just had to know uh, how the breakfast was compared to other other breakfasts you've covered. Well, I've been doing coming here for the better part of 20 years, and 
I thought this one was, I wouldn't put it among the top top, but I thought it was very good. And I'm one who believes that whether the jokes are terrible or hilarious or somewhere in between, I love this breakfast. I mean, I love the inside jokes and the politics. I love the singing. I think it's fantastic. So I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought um, Congressman Lynch was particularly good today. And I thought uh, Vice President Biden was particularly bad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now I have to say, because there are a lot of people who say that bringing TV cameras into this thing is sort of what ruined it. People were afraid to tell the jokes that they, you know. I actually think that that what hurt it more was moving to this center where it sort of became a big production thing. So so I'll let you either accept the blame for TV ruining it or, or divert the blame somewhere else. What do you think? Well, I have to agree with you about moving to this venue. I mean, I was at the old the Iron Workers Hall and it was definitely just, there's something about the atmosphere all being jammed in there and um, well, it felt authentic, right? I only went a couple times, but it felt like a, it, a real place. Right, and it almost gave you license to be even more inappropriate somehow. I'm not sure, but it, there's a little bit scrubbed and sanitized here. But I do think the television part of it, I, you know, the fact that it opens it up to so many people who, you know, really love to sit in their bedrooms with their cup of coffee and just sit back and laugh. I mean, I think it's a great... Um, opportunity for, and of course I'm in TV, so I believe that to be true. Uh, we got to get Alison colleague. King's former colleague, uh, Jim Browdy. Very distraught that we have lost him, but we will still keep in touch with him somehow. <laughs> All right, so Jim Browdy, what was your take on today's breakfast? Who's that woman just now, by the way? She looked really familiar. Well, you know what I did? I did an informal, totally unofficial take on what was the subject of the most ridicule, and I think I got it. It's unofficial. Number three was the New Bedford Fisherman story. Number two was the vice president. And by the way, you have to love Steve Lynch making fun of the vice president twice. Best lines all day. But number one, the winner, and they want to be the winner in something, was Boston 2024. The Olympics took a big time bruising today. I'm really surprised to hear you say that because we were talking about how the, the Olympic humor didn't seem to be at least that sharp you know it's i didn't fun- say it was good right. i just said it was plentiful well peter pointed out that for example we didn't hear the name john fish maybe it was david who pointed out we didn't hear john fish's name mentioned once it's funny that deval patrick is making 7500 bucks a day but in terms of kind of cutting you know loaded jokes i didn't catch many but yeah but with all due respect how many people in the room know john fish i mean uh, i mean they know there's a guy who runs the thing and there's a construction i don't mean this disrespectfully to fish i don't think he's a household name deval patrick is a household name but still i mean uh, david just said this that without a close second the lines of the day were the two ad libs that's what made him so great lynch on the vice president uh what was it uh, thank God he didn't call collect. collect. And then he paused and he said, that was painful. That was, those were great. All right. Elizabeth Warren had a great line. $7,500 a day, minimum wage on Wall Street. I like that. Um, Jim Browdy, before we let you go, what was your most awkward, painful moment in this thing? Oh, it's not a close second. Bill Linehan with the feathers. Was it, I mean, remember Guy Glotus from years ago when he was making gay jokes about then state's rep or senator Jared Barrios, who's now always been on in California? That was really un, uh, uncomfortable. And Linehan should learn from Jeff Sanchez, the state rep, sing and shut up. No talking, just singing. They both can really sing. It'd be better if Linehan hadn't spoken. Uh, Jim Browdy, you want to get in a plug for the new Greater Boston while you're here? Uh, oh, yes, that's you right. Can, that's yeah. the thing you use to host. Is that no, what you're no, talking no, no, about? No, that's I right. did a, yeah, a short uh, I start my second week on Monday the 16th. I like it. I like it. Jim Browdy, thanks for coming over. 7 o'clock, Channel 2, Greater Boston. Adam was terrific, and here I am. 
You were. I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm not saying. I, I don't have to say it. You were great. I'm happy to be there, and I'm thrilled to have you as a partner. Thank you, Jim. See you soon. Thanks for chatting about the breakfast here with me, and uh, let's go get something to eat. Let's do it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, always love going to the breakfast, even as much as I often hate it. Until next year. 